0: Welcome back to Her Campus at American University's podcast, Miss Education, where we talk about anything and everything we find passion in affecting college students and the world. We're excited to have you joining us today, so we're going to get into it. So today on Mike, we have Gigi and myself, Wyatt, and we're going to be talking about the ever taboo topic of female, bisexual, and queer pleasure slash masturbation and the incredibly unnecessary stigma around it. And we just want to start by saying that we are both heterosexual cisgender women. So this is, we don't want it to be like too heteronormative but we are gonna be talking about like our own experiences um, and our own like perspectives on it. So it might get a little heteronormative at times but we are going to try to not make it too much so.
1: Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of us have heard people talk about straight cisgender guys masturbating. Um, It's for sure not a crazy thing to think about this even being talked about in our like weird high school health classes taught by those old man gym teachers. But rarely do we ever hear about female bisexual or queer masturbation or pleasure. And that's a big issue. Um, While masturbation is shared among all people, only 60 to 80 percent of women admit to masturbating compared to 95 percent of men. And it's for something so common, healthy, shared, and pleasant, why is it so stigmatized? And when we simply say the word masturbation around others, obviously in the appropriate context, of course, as women, why is there such a taboo and negative connotation?
0: Yeah, so first we just want to talk about, like, why do people masturbate? Like, Okay, so for the first thing, it feels good. I feel like that's kind of a duh <laughs> response to that, but... Um, also in a 2019 study that was done on queer and bisexual masturbation, there were a few other reasons that were found. And those include being in the mood, improving health, feeling bored and building skills. And something else that this study found is that after masturbation, while some people, you know, reported feeling satisfied, others felt a sense of shame or
1: guilt or frustration. And we want to look at why that is. Um, so the fact that women are taught to grit their teeth during penetrative sex shouldn't really be that surprising. I honestly, both of us don't really remember also really being taught about female pleasure during my sex ed class, especially in high school. So honestly, why are we so shocked when women start having sex and don't know how to feel pleasure? Or when they do, they feel really guilty or ashamed about it. We really hear about, you know, male ejaculation and masturbation all the time. But then when it comes to females, we really tend to only hear about the horror. of STIs or unwarranted pregnancy and all the dangers of that and you know what happened in orgasm for women it has been like so pushed on us since young age that you know sex can't be great you know sex can be great if you're a guy but if you put the uterus and some ovaries in the mix and that concept of pleasure and the word orgasm it goes from you know the conversation being replaced with horror stories of young girls being ostracized because of their sexual fall pass. so the conversation just completely changes.
0: Right. And for a long time, I think women have sacrificed not only their pleasure, but also their comfort in order to be mm-hmm. to please their partner or partners. And we want to clarify here that we're not talking specifically about cisgender women or AKA women who are assigned at birth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so just want to make a note of that. But one study found that 30% of women experience pain during vaginal intercourse and 70% experience pain during anal penetration. And so this is like a really all this is just a really dangerous image that our society puts in the minds of young adults, and it leads to people being on totally different pages when it comes to what bad sex means to them. So research found that while men generally rate the low end of sex, so like on a scale of one to ten, whatever one would be, um, sex being a less satisfying sexual experience, while women find bad sex, so like a one on that scale. Um, meaning to come out of a sexual experience with extremely negative feelings and or the possibility of physical pain. So we just have very different ideas of what bad sex looks like.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also, this is an issue that even stems into the medical field. Um, In 2015, male-specific surgeries were reimbursed 27.67% higher for male-specific procedures than female-specific surgeries, which lead men to getting better doctors. And this shows how women are continually dismissed by their, even their own doctors when coming to them with female-related health issues. Also, it can take women, on average, 9.28 years to be diagnosed with endometriosis. Sorry, if Endometriosis, yeah. <laughs> Men can easily get um, prescriptions for Viagra. And if that wasn't enough, the number of studies being done on... It,
0: <laughs> I can't even say the word. D... Di- Very Very unia.
1: (laughs) Uh, I apologize for that. (laughs) The intense physical pain some women experience during sex is 393, while the number of studies done on erectile dysfunction, which causes no physical discomfort, is 1954.
0: Yeah. So the fact of the matter is that when we only discuss men's pleasure, we ignore women's pain. Mm -hmm. And it's time to understand that not only do women have libidos, and not just women, but, you know, all genders. And, well, Unless you're asexual, but within this context that women and queer people have libidos and that it's natural and normal, but that we deserve to feel pleasure in the same way that men do without slut shaming or judgment or self-hatred or the possibility of pain without feeling uncomfortable enough to express it to our partner or
1: partners. Okay, so we're going to get into some talking points and a little bit of a discussion. So our first question for us is, do you ever remember being taught about masturbation or female pleasure? Um, Have you ever been asked about, you know, sex toys or things like those, like pleasure toys, and when did you ever hear about them? And what about, you know, for guys? Um, So I guess if you want to.
0: Yeah, so I think it wasn't until I kind of, like, took my sex education over for itself that I started learning about it and a bit in college too, like in some women's gender and sexuality classes, um, that I think I started hearing about like female pleasure and still not really female masturbation. I would say I've never like explicitly learned about that. I think that like sex ed can come in more like explicit forms like whatever the weird health class in ninth grade and then like also I think sometimes like from porn or from reading books or watching movies or just like googling shit on the internet so I think it was like my own I feel like girls tend to have or at least in my experience like you kind of just figure that out for yourself because you're never gonna really be told and I don't really remember like being taught about, like, guy masturbation, like, in a, like... Social setting. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it was such a socially acceptable thing to talk about and, like, joke about and... would be
1: like, but, I'm, I, I jacked off. Like, there's certain, like, yeah. terms that, like, go with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like movies.
0: Yeah, and I feel like you start hearing about that at a really young age and in, like, TV shows. Like, I think Big Mouth is probably, like, one of the first shows that I remember seeing anything even about like female masturbation like there's always man masturbation yeah masturbation that's weird (laughs) male masturbation whatever in tv shows and movies whatever all the jokes around it but very rarely I think do I remember seeing anything about like female masturbation or
1: female pleasure exactly and like this is kind of going off to a different direction we I'll go back to ask to answering the question but like in movies, um, I feel like for women, like I don't know how you feel about this, but like when they masturbate or like pleasure themselves, it's very like she's gonna like touch herself, and it's like really like oh or like yeah that or it's like kind of dirty and like weird. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. They like make like a whole scene about it. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that's just like interesting. And then when guys do it, it's completely differently talked about. But that's kind
0: yeah. of weird. <laughs> I feel like in pop culture, it's very like female pleasure, female masturbation is very made for the male gaze, you know, yeah. that like those scenes are definitely like so, you know, like, I mean, definitely go off if you do this, but I know that like most of the time if I masturbate, I'm not like in lingerie, like on silk, yeah. like, <laughs> exactly. you know, head back, like,
1: <laughs> you make it like, so- like not realistic. Yeah, exactly. It's like, dramatic and like so weird looking not weird looking like maybe you do like that but at the same time like not every girl does that <laughs> right, not every single time
0: <laughs> So like, it often is made for for men to enjoy
1: which exactly. kind of is just, you know counterintuitive exactly like puts this idea and then it puts idea in the guy's head in our own head that like it has to be like that so then they grow up yeah we all grow up with this idea like that it's like that. And then when it actually comes to that conversation, like this is kind of a personal experience, but with one of my partners in the past, he was like surprised that I masturbated or that I even, this was, that I even watched porn like before. And he's like, what? He was actually like completely surprised.
0: Right. Cause it seems like something that's just like pleasure is made for men.
1: Yeah. And then thought I was like some, Ooh, like dirty girl I'm like what no right. like no right. I'm not like that and I was like it's really weird because no and then I kind of felt like I couldn't talk about it again but now I'm like no this wasn't in- all good. <laughs> exactly this was in high school so I was like oh I guess I just can't but that was right. before like I was in my classes never talked about it they were just like, you guys, this has penis, this is a vagina. I'm like, what? And then we get to college. And I had to look it up myself, just like you, or like I don't even remember when that started happening. I just had to figure it out completely by myself. And then when you get to college, it gets a little bit more open about it, I guess. But
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like in high school, there's just so much shame like around it. Like, like you're saying, like it's embarrassing. Like when guys are like, wait, you do that, whatever, like. I don't know if it necessarily made me feel like dirty or something, but it made me feel like embarrassed about it. Like I think that because no one is like none of my friends were talking about it or like none of my teachers talked about it. I like wasn't hearing about it at home that like I fully had to figure out on my own. And when like you can't even talk to your friends so much about it, I feel like, you assume that like other people aren't doing it. And like, is it normal that I'm doing it? And it just makes you feel like weird. I don't know. (laughs) And so then I think, yeah, when I got to college and I was like, oh yeah, this is a normal thing. And like, this is an empowering thing. And like, it's almost like an act of like rebellion in a way against the patriarchy, if you will, to like experience and value (laughs) pleasure.
1: So at that point when you said, like, with your friends, I, especially, I felt the same way in high school, being like, I guess no one else does this. So then you just kind of go through high school just not really thinking about it anymore and just doing your thing. And also a lot in high school is just being, like, you kind of – the hookup culture or just, you know, for sex and, like, everything in between is just kind of for the guy, if that makes sense, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then you just – it's really hard because – it takes so long to cause then you get to college, but that's like four years or even right. more of not really experiencing pleasure and like actually like good experiences. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm not speaking for everybody, but unfortunately I think no,
0: I totally was, get that.
1: Yeah. The majority of the experience. And then like, like, Oh wait, I can like, this isn't, it's not for the guys for both of us. And like, it shouldn't be so like weird also to ask them for you know them to do certain things but also like also I feel like this is a movie thing too it's just like the guys finish and then it's over
2: mm-hmm. I mean?
1: it's both like every they we should both finish or like everything in between and then like maybe that's another thing like the education is that we got to start teaching that in school cuz then guys grow up with these ideas as well until we get to college but that's like 4 years of
0: right and then i feel like coming out of high school and like my first like sexual experiences, like I had a very warped idea of like what sex was supposed to be like, or like what like to me coming out of high school that like I associated sex with like pain and like it discomfort, yeah. like it wasn't, I was kind of like why maybe not like the end of high school, but definitely like in the beginning, you know, middle of high school to like, you know, when I was 18, I think I had more of a like idea about it, but like definitely when I started like having sex or like having sexual experiences, like because it was in my brain that like this is supposed to make them feel good. And I was like, kind of not a part of that pleasure in any way that like, I just wasn't sure. Yeah. Like what, what the point of, I was like, why are people doing this?
1: <laughs> Honestly, yeah, okay, Sometimes I felt like that too. I was like, it wasn't, I was like, also, everybody makes this big deal about when you, like, lose your virginity or, like, have sex. Like, this big thing. But I was like, I don't know. It was just kind of... Right. Virginity uh, social <laughs> construct. What'd you say? Virginity is a social construct. Yeah. Well, then that's a whole... We could do a whole other <laughs> podcast about that. But, like, I totally agree. It's It was kind of... A, in high school, it was, like... I mean, I'm still figuring out, too. But, like, I was like, okay. Like, what is this? It's just, like, kind of... Eh. Right. I mean, yeah. is better than other, but overall. Yeah. Like I agree a lot on that.
0: Yeah. And, um, I know we talked a little bit about like porn, but like what's your take on porn and do you feel like it's catered more towards men than women or what issues do you see with it related to female pleasure? If you have any, any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I was literally just going to ask you, that. <laughs> I was gonna be like, let's direct into this. <laughs> um, definitely in high school at least. And I mean, Maybe now, like, people definitely see porn as kind of, like, I don't know, kind of a thing not to really talk about. And I definitely think that it's catered a bit more towards men. I mean, a lot of them, I feel like porn is pretty, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's very, not, I guess, pain, but, like, the woman is always, like, making a lot of sounds and like, it just looks like really uncomfortable experience. And that just, I think is a bit damaging to like the idea, or like what sex is really like. Then at Mm -hmm. the same time, I also think porn is important and a good thing because again, that's kind of how I feel like women learn or like get to like step out of, you know, those ideas in high school, I think. If that makes sense yeah it's like half and half of like it doesn't really show a lot of female pleasure or like it's kind of creating this weird idea that like women always have to like make like really loud sounds and like all it is is penetration and then we're good to go right <laughs> Which yeah is-
0: or it shows that like women orgasm 50 times during <laughs> like yeah with, yeah with like no one touching their clitoris like
1: exactly and then I'm like what because I yeah because it's kind of goes to personal experience I was like wait a second no I, I this is not working like mm-hmm. I, that does just not make any sense so it's like I, you'll, you, I guess you can like definitely get into this too but I feel like it's like half a little bit of this but then also pros and cons for sure
0: yeah definitely and I mean I feel like people often don't Recognize that like porn is like a job, and it's like a movie and a fantasy, and like they're creating a world for people to enjoy, and that yeah, that that just doesn't always translate into real life. And then I feel like people think that they're doing sex wrong or whatever if it yeah. doesn't look like porn.
2: Exactly. But, like,
0: Porn isn't, I mean, there's definitely some porn, you know, that is, you know, there's all different kinds of porn out there. Like you can literally find anything. And so some of it, you know, but I think the classic idea of what porn is, like I literally have an image in my mind of what it is and I exactly. feel like that's probably pretty similar to a lot of people Yeah. and that that's just not very reflective of reality. But at the same time, like when you're not learning about this stuff from any, from anyone else or any other like class or book or whatever, like, and it's not encouraged for you to learn about, I feel like it's kind of like, what else are you supposed to turn to in a way? Like a lot of people that's kind of like their formal education on sex. because No one else in their life is willing to like talk to them about it. Yeah. So I feel like that's very beneficial, but I also feel like it should be taken with a grain of salt because your first time is not gonna look like a f- hour-long porno that like <laughs> the girl orgasms like 80 times and it's so really? like amazing and or,
1: like it, it goes in like right away and like they don't mm-hmm. have to do anything before they right to do anything, right you know what i mean yeah like no foreplay exactly no, whatever which i think so important to talk about is like the foreplay and like everything before and like communicate also porn they don't have communication being like is this so like first of all consent but like right. communication in terms of like is this good? like what do you want you know what I mean yeah do you like this? yes I had like no idea these ideas I was like how the he- fuck do like people be like first of all changing positions <laughs> like asking for you know what I mean
0: yeah Yeah, nobody. How how do you have these normal interactions within sex? Because I mean, it's like totally scripted, and like, well, not everything. I'm not, I'm sure, like, not all pornos are directly, you know, scripted down to the movement, but like, that's literally their job. Like, they have, you know, like, they're professionals, if you will. So, like, yeah, I think it's like, don't expect that to be, you know, (laughs) what your sex looks like, and that, like, you can definitely learn a lot from it. And also that like there's many different like porn websites. Like I feel like everyone just kind of knows like Pornhub, but that there's a lot of like porn sites catered to women and like that try and I think kind of reverse some of those issues. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: I'd link it below, but I feel like I can't. So <laughs> <let's> <laughs> do some research on it. Cause there's definitely like porn sites that
1: you can go to that are more yeah about one actually i forget the name i think also tiktok i actually kind of like some part of tiktok because sometimes they actually talk about it or like make it really Mm -hmm. normal like there'll be like funny ones about like um like twitter like right ones and like everyone in the comments is like oh my god yeah like i feel like that's actually kind of a good part is like people are just being more funny about not funny but like being like oh my god yeah exactly um, but there was also one TikTok about, like, yo, check out this site. It's, like, for women, but also, like, they pay the actors, like, actually well. That's another okay. conversation. But, um, yeah, I, I can look up the name, but exactly. Um, also, in for, like, one more thing in, like, the porn industry is, like, and kind of back to, like, masturbating and, like, pleasure. I feel like one big problem, though, in the porn industry is, like, they make one woman like a ma- mastery of themselves or so, like it's more like perverted or like kind of a dirty association like there'll only be videos of women pushing themselves but like there's no videos really of a guy doing that
0: I feel like or like I mean I feel like you can probably find, find it, it but exactly. I feel like it's like women doing it is more like you know gonna be the pop-up on a porn site or like gonna be the first video or something like exactly definitely which i think also like going back to that conversation about the male gaze it's like again it's catered to men like yes it's not just like a woman doing it for herself necessarily kind of like as a way to you know appease to the male gaze for sure
1: yes for sure completely agree
0: yeah but I mean go off she's probably getting a bag for it so
1: that's true true. (laughs) um
0: do you feel like you still are well I mean it's kind of weird because we're on a podcast talking about it but do you feel still like uncomfortable or ashamed when you're like talking about this kind of stuff
1: Right now, this is like the most I've ever really been open. It feels really nice because it's so casual and like right. nice to hear you feel the same way, if that makes sense. And then also confirming. Yeah, like, yes, exactly. And then you're, you would say something and be like, oh my gosh, yeah. Or like, that's so true. And I think in terms of being in college, slightly more open or like actually kind of, I'll be like surprised. i will be like, oh, like, I didn't know if she would talk about that openly but it was nice but like at the same time maybe this is because we're in the pandemic and I, I don't really see a lot of people as much anymore but sometimes I do feel a little uncomfortable or I won't feel comfortable and then I will feel uncomfortable because someone made me feel uncomfortable about it like one time I was talking about like I forget how the conversation started but we were talking about like sex with or something and everybody this guy like started like laughing and he was getting uncomfortable I'm like what like is that, right. it was an appropriate context like we're friends and stuff but mm-hmm. why it's not that we make it such a big deal but it's not that big of a deal so I feel like that right. sometimes but I'm more comfortable now
0: yeah I definitely think I feel more discomfort talking to guys about it than talking to girls about it very good point I completely agree with that Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely so I I mean, I think also, yeah, like I've grown to become more comfortable about it and also like kind of forcing myself to because I feel like it's beneficial to other people to like hear someone be open enough about it to like, like you're saying, like it's an affirming thing. And like when you were, yeah, same for me, like when you're talking about things, I was like, oh my God, yeah, completely. So I feel like it makes people feel less, particularly women, like feel feel less alone in it i guess yeah I like it, but it's definitely you know contextual like there's some context obviously i'm not gonna just be like yeah let's talk about masturbation like
1: exactly. there's a time and a place but like even if it was let's say like it was completely like formalized and it wasn't an issue obviously i would not just talk about that right like, yeah <laughs> dinner table yeah. something but like sure. when with my friends like yes
0: yeah. And I think it also depends like their yes. the person I'm talking to's reaction towards me talking about it. Like if they're weird about it, then I'm like, ooh, but then also, I'm not. like, I don't know. So I feel like the more you talk about it, the more normalized it feels to talk about it. And then like the less ashamed you feel because you're like, fuck you. You don't get it. Like you think it's weird. Like that's your own. If you're being socialized into a society that thinks it's weird, like yeah. And the way to reverse that is to talk about it. So
1: exactly. Like that's such a good point. And then I feel like maybe when we grow up and like if we have children, I don't know. I mean, I don't but let's (laughs) say we do, we will know like it's just important to talk about it with them or people growing up or like I don't know there's so many different situations but I feel like that's going to be such an important thing when we grow up is mm-hmm. to talk about it with other people but like if we're raising someone
0: you know what I mean right yeah I mean I think that that why, that. yeah I think that's why it's so important to talk about now is like thinking about my own like we were just talking about like how sex was like weird in high school and like sometimes was like I mean, at least for me, like sometimes it was like painful and like confusing. And I mean, I think to some extent, that's just like the teenage experience, you know, like figuring all this shit out, but you also shouldn't like not know that like it can be a pleasurable mm-hmm. thing or like experience pain just to like, please your partner. Cause that's what you've been taught exactly. Like that, at least in like heterosexual relationships that like, it's all about the, the male pleasure. Like I think that's just a dangerous narrative that can like lead you down some like really traumatic and harmful paths Yeah. to then like kind of relearn and like reclaim your sexuality. And so it's, I think it'd be great if you know, like, I think there's always like, you know, people feel very different about this. Like there are definitely some people who are very, I mean, we see it in like sex ed, like, why is it such a contentious issue to like, Have comprehensive or sex-positive sex education. Like there are definitely people who aren't okay with talking about this, and who think it's going to make everyone like sexual deviance (laughs) and whatever. But like, you know, kids are still doing it. Like, exactly doing it. So at least they should know what it should be like for them, and like what they deserve in those experiences.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think in terms of sex education in school. I think it would be really beneficial if, first of all, we had teachers that would talk about it, but, like, it would completely change things. Yes, I agree that, like, we'll still be weird and, like, figuring out, like, we are, teen- they are teenagers. I mean, we are adults now, but going back to high school, like, we were mm-hmm. weird. It's going to always be, like, kind of confusing. But I remember my friend, she goes to call um, high school, she went to high school in California and, like, this teacher like was completely open about it and just, it was amazing. And like, she actually wrote this book. I think this is a part of when I actually started to figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. Well, like girls and sex by like Peggy Ornenstein. I don't know. And she taught this class. And like, I was like, that's so cool. And I wish I had that in high school or in college too. But I feel like that's so important for girls and guys, everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and just, like, the professionalization of sex education, like, I probably would have felt pretty weird if, like, my 50-year-old man gym teacher was, like, talking to me about female orgasms. Like, I probably was like, okay, we're crossing the line here, buddy. But, like, if someone who knew how to teach this stuff, you know, came into a class and taught it, like, I feel like it would just save people, like, so much bullshit like <laughs> it like was just time, like,
1: or just yeah. wait i don't want right. to waste the time because we did learn from it but it took a long time right. and it was right. really like
0: longer than it should have for it's sure
1: happening.
0: yeah and like way too much to unlearn i feel like like unlearning all that like shame and like dealing yeah. with that stigma and like guilt and all this stuff and like knowing that you have the right to like feel good like i feel like you shouldn't have to unlearn that like i don't know and i feel like guys just don't really have to deal with that same stigma i mean there's you know the whole stereotype like guys think about sex like every seven seconds or whatever you know and just this idea that like women aren't sexual like women don't have libidos and like Mm -hmm. don't it doesn't feel good to them they don't masturbate on their own like just this whole narrative that's so centered around like cisgender men, yes, is exactly. it's problematic
1: that like women can't be like in the mood for like sex sometimes or like I don't like horny or like whatever. Like I feel like if mm-hmm. I said that, someone would be like, "What the hell?" I'd be like, "What?" Because <laughs> guys are like, "I'm so horny." Right. Like, if a girl said that, they'd be like, "What?" You know what I mean? Like girls want that too sometimes. And why is right. that a deal? Obviously, talked about right. why, but, like, that just needs to be normal, and then it'd be so much nicer, and we're not going to go crazy, like. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And I feel like, like, kind of leading into a different conversation is, like, so how do you actually do begin it. to have those conversations, like, with your partners? And, I mean, I think, obviously, communication is, like, a huge part of that, and, like, a level of, like, trust. Yes. And- but it's also hard when you're, like, um, like in a one-night stand or whatever. Like, how do you communicate that? And I think, unfortunately, a lot of that comes from, like, self-empowerment and self-confidence to, like, know that you deserve to feel good and, like, know how to talk about it. And definitely, like, I mean, this kind of leads into, like, our little closing thing. But, like, I feel like it's important to touch on now. It's just the idea that, like it's okay to like know what you like and to experiment and like definitely learn about your body and like your anatomy and like buy a vibrator if you want like i mean they're amazing so like just like
1: (laughs) i've once like talked about that either buying one Mm -hmm. i mean i think they're like kind of expensive which is annoying but yeah i mean it's an investment but it's a good investment and i feel like someone was like, you have one. And they're like, what? I'm like, what? Like get one. (laughs) Exactly. That's such a good point. Like we have to learn and then you'll learn about it. And like, it is, I'm still figuring out like to be more open and just like we being like, wait a second, I do deserve to also feel good in the situation and then like figuring out like what I'm going to say, but like knowing that I will say it, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. like. yeah, like the more you practice doing that, the easier it becomes. And I think like a lot of guys, like at least in my experience, like they don't want you to not feel good. Like yeah. they want you to like also enjoy the experience, but it's hard for, I think it's hard for, and again, this is definitely us getting very like heteronormative, that yeah. clear, but like that's what our experiences have been. But like in my, yeah, in my experience, like guys want it to feel good for me, but when you don't when you don't know what feels good for you, it can be hard to express that and it can be hard for them to like, obviously consent is so important. And so when they're asking, you know, like, what do you, what do you want me to do? What are you into? Like that kind of stuff. I think it's a, can be really beneficial to like start figuring that stuff out on your own, like on your own time, on your own terms, like knowing what you enjoy so that you can express that to your partner even if it's just like a one night stand whatever like I I think you both are going into it wanting the other person to like feel good and wanting yourself to feel good like you're both getting something out of it but knowing like already coming into it like this is what I need for this to be like a fun time for me whatever um is very important and then the clearer you are about that the easier I think it is to communicate
1: I 100% agree and like right now I'm like I'll do that. But like, it's one easier said than done. Right. For sure. Yes. I definitely agree that you figure it out on yourself and like, start doing it and like, don't feel weird and like bad about it. It's honestly practice. Yeah. Like it's a skill to develop. Yeah. And then, yeah, I completely agree with everything you said for sure.
0: Yeah. And I feel like we should also note that I think something a lot of people don't know is that like 70 to 90% of women can't orgasm solely from penetration if you're having penetrative sex so like clitoral stimulation is actually like don't feel weird you know if you are having sex and you're not having an orgasm or like it's really difficult for you to orgasm. I think that's another, like we were talking about in porn, like it, they make it look like it's so easy for women to have an orgasm. Like I know at least for me, like it's pretty hard for me yeah. to have one. Yeah. And I know that's definitely not the case for everyone.
1: Yeah.
0: But like, it, it, like it's hard for me to have one. And so like I think – definitely when i was younger too like i was like why am i not just like orgasming from sex and then i was like oh because like the clit is there
1: like (laughs) okay you're like got it no yeah
0: exactly yeah Mm -hmm. so i feel like yeah it's important to know that you're not like weird or like abnormal or like like yeah exactly and like i mean at the same time you know sometimes stuff is not all you know Whatever, like we were talking about how in the medical field, like a lot of women are undiagnosed mm-hmm. and that, like, with like issues pertaining to like pain from sex or whatever it might be. So, like, obviously there's different you know levels to it. Yeah, but in terms of just like having an orgasm, yeah, definitely don't feel weird if you're you can't just orgasm from penetrative sex.
1: Like that's that's it's a very ninety percent of women can't, and that's a lot of women a lot of women yeah (laughs) literally almost everybody so yeah but it can
0: be hard to like when you're actually in the moment like feel comfortable like touching yourself or like asking them to touch you or whatever so
1: yes completely agree 100 percent.
0: so definitely don't
1: beat yourself up
0: but in the end like it's your pleasure like it's your experience and whatever makes you the most comfortable and like I think like we're saying, like it's a skill to develop being able to like have those conversations and like know what you're into and what you're not into and like be able to openly talk about that and feel comfortable in it. Like it definitely doesn't just like, you know, the first, you know, you listen to this podcast and then you go have sex and you're like an expert, you know, <laughs> So, I think it's okay to like be patient with yourself and to. Also, that it's just like a fun experience, I think, too. That, like, you
1: yeah, know, learning yeah. what feels good is fun. Yeah. So, like, I completely agree. You know, experiment and do it yourself and, and try it out. And then also, I mean, this is more like if you actually want to do like some research, we did, we're going to link some resources below, you know, if you want to read more about it, because it does help. Mm-hmm. I th- from, you know, other women, like something like this, like a podcast and a conversation and then just, you know, some articles and mm-hmm. like, there's also like
0: movies about it. There's like this movie called Female Pleasure, literally and there's like books about it. There's one called Pleasure Activism. So like,
2: yeah, for sure.
0: There's definitely resources to look for. Also if you are looking for a vibrator, um, I mean, I don't love Amazon, but Amazon has some good ones also Adam and Eve that's has some good ones but weird. there's this other if you're looking for an affordable an affordable one
1: I exactly. would say I feel like that's another thing like there's similar cheap and there's also like there's this website thank you TikTok again but it had like a discount code I think it was like Beleza B-E-S-A. Oh, yeah. and it's like run by a woman and stuff yeah 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 it's a little bit more expensive but like it looks pretty cool I don't I have not bought one before, but I mean, they have great reviews, like all of them. And like, there's TikTok codes for them. Right. (laughs) So that's another one. But then again, like you said, Amazon, maybe like to just try it out a little bit.
0: Right. Oftentimes they're like under the name, like neck massager or something. (laughs) But if you literally just look up on Amazon, like vibrator, it might say like neck massage or whatever, but you'll, you'll know, we all, we all know. But yeah, again, hard. like that's a thing. Like it's too inappropriate those. to just call it that. Yeah, for women, you know, you know? people with people with vaginas. So, <laughs> anyways, those are just small tips. If you feel so inclined, also no pressure. You do you,
2: of course,
0: whatever makes you happiest and most comfortable. But yeah, yeah. I hope this helped some people. Maybe. maybe I don't know. Feel less alone in their like sexual awakenings.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sexual awakenings. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully somebody Um, else listen to this and helped or that you guys enjoyed this podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we, like you said, we're gonna link some resources um, below. So if you want to like check out some more stuff about this, then we will definitely have all that. Um, but yeah, so that just about sums up this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening and stay tuned in for more episodes coming up. As usual, we would like to thank our amazing editor, Isabel Thompson. And for more from Her Campus AU, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Her Campus AU to keep up to date with Miss Education. And you can check out AU Her Campus articles on the Her Campus page under the American University tab. Have a great day, guys.
1: Bye guys. Thanks for listening.